Blog Talk Radio. Hi, Sunday from America. This is Tracy Brown coming to you today, August 30th, 2014. This is Labor Day weekend, so safe driving, everyone. Safe driving, healthy, healthy, healthy drinking. I think there's a lot of drinking going on on Labor Day. And have fun. Have fun with your friends and family. Um, it's funny, it, yesterday I was coming home and I saw these signs, I guess there were some checkpoints um, in my neighborhood on, um, on a major intersection, and then people had these signs out, and they were like, check, like yellow signs, bright yellow signs, and they were like, checkpoint, checkpoint, and I was like, I was like, I wonder if that's legal, I wonder if it's legal to... Inform the public that there's a checkpoint. Well, I guess it is. I guess it falls under freedom of speech. I just thought it was kind of odd that, um, that they could have signs up like that. I just thought it was kind of odd. Um, you don't hear any noise in the background today because I did not see my grandbaby today. I did see him yesterday, and I got to give my um, Even when he can't meet me, he will organize another date for me to... Um, See my grandbaby. So I got to see him yesterday, um, and and uh, and it happened. Just, uh, just just the thought of him just makes me uh, just makes me melt. In any case, we have Malcolm, the ordinary sports political political guy, on the line. So I'm going to bring him on board. Hey, Malcolm. Hey, what's up, Tracy? How you doing? Not bad. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. What you doing? What am I doing? Sit here waiting to talk to you. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm sitting here waiting to talk to you. Oh. oh. <laughs> so, has there been anything exciting going on during the week? Oh, wait. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure that, okay. Yeah. Tell me what's been exciting going on with you. Well, with me or with sports? Uh, let's go with sports. Uh, oh, I don't know if I you're aware. I, I, I actually mean sports and politics. I'm sorry, but it's you that's giving it, so I say you. But or you. It could be sounds, you, too, but it's, it's everything. <laughs> sounds good. Um, I don't know if you're aware, but um, the NFL, this is the end of the, end of the NFL preseason. They played their last games on Thursday, right? Okay. And if you ever watch the football network, NFL network, they spent the majority of their uh, broadcast time on uh, Michael Sam's, right? Did they? They did. And it's, it's really strange because, I mean, this, is a, this guy was picked in the seventh round of the NFL draft, and they usually reserve that time for the guys who were picked first and second round or some, some veterans. Mm-hmm. But they spend mm-hmm. so much time on this guy. I mean, I feel like I'm his best friend right now. So, Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. That's what's so strange. But, you know, as but here's, just, here's what I find surprising. I thought, because you had said this, and then I heard another commentator say the same thing, that there wasn't going to be this huge impact concerning Michael Sam. So it's like it was surprising that there was this whole segment, you know, well, on him. It's not. It's not the NFL where the impact mm-hmm. is being felt. It's the media. Mm-hmm. And see, I can't call the media. I don't know what the media will do, but 
media yeah. is the one that, that, that's playing history. Now, mind you, he's a pretty decent football player. He was the uh, top player in his conference last year. So it's not like he's some some average player on the team. He was actually really good. You know, like I told you last week or the week before, is is he just happened to go to a team that's really deep in his position. So it doesn't – it's not like he's – you know, the reason I said he might not make the team or probably won't make the team is to say they have too many guys. I mean, they just lost their quarterback last week. They need quarterbacks. They don't need defensive ends and linebackers. They have a ton of those guys. They need some quarterbacks. Okay. You know, they need some other position players. They need some. They need uh, quarterbacks, cornerbacks, safeties. They need some stuff that that's not him. But you know, just to say this, uh, the Rams cut down their team. Uh, they have to cut down to 53 players by the end of the day. Actually, uh, four o'clock Eastern time, which is in about an hour. Fifty-three. Um, Fifty-three. He made. He's. They're down to the last five, and he's still there. So that's a good thing. Oh. At the very least. Um, He might even make their practice squad or maybe, you know, here's the other thing about the NFL. When one team cuts a guy, if there's a need on another team, another team might pick him up. Yeah. And he has played really really well for the season. He's he's led the team in sacks. You know, he didn't lead the team in tackles, but he did lead the team in sacks. You know, so the Rams gave him plenty of opportunity to play and show us stuff. So. Mm. It's been really good. So, so it's working. So, it is. so with that being said, hold on a second. Oh, good. With that being said, um, it's working out to the event. So, did you hear about a couple of things I wanted to bring up? <clears throat> the Chicago boys that won the Little League, how happy can you be for them? Did you hear about that? Yes. Follow them a little bit, yes. They, and the little... Hmm? No, I have to go ahead. Oh, and the little girl, Monet, with the fast pitch? Monet, Monet Davis, yeah. Yeah. How proud of her? Well, you know, she's... You know, she's not the first girl that's, that's played in the uh, Little League World Series, but she, you know, she made a big impact. America loved her, uh... I did hear this part about, you know, she had uh, potentials for, for endorsements, but, you know, she wants to play college college basketball, and she actually wants to go to the WNBA. So based on NCAA rules, she can't take a dime from anybody <laughs> athletically until she finishes up her college her college uh, uh, well, eligibility. Oh, hold, on, hold on a second. Now, how old is she? Twelve. Okay. She's not in college yet. Well, she's not in college, but see, the NCAA is this far-reaching, uh, draconian type of institution that everybody <laughs> no. hates. Yes. Uh-huh. Everybody except themselves. Everybody hates NCAA. <laughs> and so they put down all these rules for these, these student-athletes, and even a person like her who's not even a student-athlete, because she's 12, right? So you would think if some company out there says, you know, we want to uh, – pay this kid to do a commercial, that should be okay, right? She's but not in college she, yet. I understand that. But oh my God. from what I read, she was told, because there was a company offering her some money to do some endorsements, 
and she had to turn it down. So that's the crazy world we live in, you know, because it puts her, puts her, I guess, in a. Because it gives her an advantage? I'm, I'm, not, I'm confused. Well, well, you know, the NCAA doesn't want any of their student athletes to take any money from anybody, but I guess it oh, you know, I, I can't tell you. I just, I disagree wholeheartedly. I mean, I'm thinking the little girl was really good at what she did. If she was able to benefit right. financially, so be it, right? That's right. But that's not the way the NCAA works. I mean, there's a lot of things but, in our country that are really screwed up. By the time she gets to college age, anything can happen. What if no one gets her a scholarship? Or do you know what I mean? What if no one accepts her on their team? Like, that is so unfair. Like, anything can happen. It is. And I I thought that could happen. Well, Mm -hmm. there's no guarantee. I mean, she could. I mean, there's a lot of high school athletes that never make it to college through injury or whatever, you know. There's no guarantee that she'll make it to college. You know, and play. You know, I mean, of course, she has a dream, and a lot of twelve-year-olds have a dream. You know, so I want to. I'll play in the NFL. I mean, when I was her age, I had a dream that I would play professional sports. Did not happen, but I had the dream, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, right. Absolutely. And and that's exactly know, but, my point. Like between now and college time. She may decide she doesn't want to do sports. Meanwhile, she could have missed out on gaining a million dollars. You know, for her livelihood, she may decide that she wants to be a scientist. We've seen that with some Olympic people where you would think that after the Olympics they would continue skating and getting those endorsements, and one of the girls decided she wanted to be a doctor. And that, that's not uncommon. There's a lot of athletes that have chosen. I mean, they played their college career, and they, they decided, well, you know, instead of going professional or, or – you know, mm-hmm. high up amateur, they they chose another path because you know they looked at education as being more important. It happened. Right, right. So, so it's unfortunate that you know this organization, who's probably a nonprofit organization, like most sports organizations are, they're usually nonprofit. Um, they tend not to take federal money that way. When something goes wrong, they're not under the auspices of the federal government. Not that they can't get scrutinized; they just don't have to. Um, play by the same rules, but they do, but they don't have to technically. Well, most of them are non-profit. NFL <laughs> is non-profit. Did you know that? Organization? Yes, I did. A lot of tax benefits that go with that. Now, mind you, oh, because yes. they, they are technically for-profit, for-profit entities, but see, all of this stuff goes mm. back many, many years, like decades, so, or, yes. you know. Yes. So that's why they, they enjoy the status that they do, whereas the normal American like you or me, oh, we better pay our taxes, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Even though they make us, they make tens of millions more than we do, you know. And, I know. You know, and they can call themselves a nonprofit if they want, but <laughs> to me it looks like a for-profit entity. So it is what it is, right? It is. So the last thing I wanted to bring up was the young USC fella who jumped off the balcony. Oh, yeah. Josh Shaw, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I was going to bring him up, too. I was talking to a friend of mine mine earlier this week, and, you know, this is before some later stuff came out, and I was like, you know, if you do something and you end up injured, 
Don't come up with with this extravagant lie. It's better to just say I stepped off the curb, twisted my ankle. Nobody's gonna look at that too closely. Like, oops, you know, I was playing basketball, whatever I did. He, he yeah, I know, two but, if you're, but if you're gonna make up the story, don't make up the story where you jumped off a balcony to save your nephew. Because people want to talk to the nephew. People want to talk They're, because it's a, that's a Superman story, right? So if you don't come up with a Superman story for something that's a little off. You come up with and say, you know, I stepped off the curb wrong. I, I you know, I, something that doesn't make people want to look into it deeper. His story made well, people want to look into it real deep. Well, his sister was like, what the hell? That never happened. His sister had to rattle on it. Well, the sad part is, you know, it, this may have an effect on his uh, scholarship and his ability to play at USC. Now, mind you, they're also saying that LAPD is looking into it for potential domestic abuse allegations, although his girlfriend, which is the person who he was supposedly domestically abused, is not saying anything along those lines. She's like, I, yeah. she barely even knew, knew he was up yet because they said, Somebody say, well, it looks like your boyfriend. Oh, it looks like my boyfriend. But it's not, it's not like anybody is, like, really claiming. And, and his lawyer said that, like, well, there's no evidence that any domestic abuse even happened. I don't know. So how that got brought up into the conversation, who knows? I know, all I know is that, that Saturday night, LAPD did get called out to that apartment complex, and there was a report to the man on the balcony and, you know, somebody screaming and all that other stuff. But. At the well, end of here's the, day, the thing. I heard that somebody was screaming for an hour before the cops were called, or it took the cops that long to call, to come. So well, it is LAPD, so that is a possibility. <laughs> depends on what part of the city you live in. I mean, if you live in the right part of the city, they'll be there in two minutes. But if you live in the wrong part of the city, it might take an hour. Oh, I think this is fairly the right part of the city. Well, I don't know if you know where this is at, but this is, uh, it's kind of nice housing. It's right. It's just bigger role, which mm-hmm. is kind of far from UFC, but it, it's not oh. that far. Cause, you know, you know, a lot of USC kids they ride their bikes up and you know up and down Figueroa because if you go straight up Figueroa, you can get to mm-hmm. USC. It, it's a lot safer than living in a neighborhood that like immediately surrounds USC. So maybe yeah, because apparently, apparently this young man lived in that same apartment complex. So it's not like he wasn't supposed to be there. He lived there. Well, you know what I... Okay, that's even worse. I didn't know he lived there as well. But you know what I find... He lived there with another roommate. He didn't live in the apartment with his girlfriend. She lived in a separate apartment. So why he was on the balcony at 10 o'clock at night, who knows? Have have they named the girlfriend yet? Here's the reason why I'm bringing this up. Because, you know, it looks to me like there might have been... Like, maybe she had had a boyfriend. He was and a boyfriend. Are you saying she had another boyfriend? Yes. Well, I mean, anything's possible. This is, this is America, it, right? <laughs> have, they, have they named the girl yet? Have they, like, did they say, you know, like, V was out there? Like, who's the girl? She's the key to the I, whole problem. Yeah, you know, I was reading the L.A. Times yesterday, and I didn't see any mention of her name. I looked for her today on the internet exactly. and I didn't see any mention of her name. Okay, and so, so that's what I'm trying, like something's wrong with her name not being revealed, 
you know, something's wrong there. And so it looks to me that the real problem is that he might have been on a balcony because he wasn't supposed to be in her apartment because maybe that wasn't his real girlfriend. And who's to say, all I know is when his lawyer spoke, because his lawyer didn't allow him to speak. His lawyer did all the speaking for him. And Do you see how sleazy his lawyer is, seriously? All lawyers are sleazy. What are you talking about? Oh, my gosh. He's like, he's like, he has a perfect language. Like, whatever you ask him, it's just perfect, but slightly sleazy. Have you noticed some of his responses? Well, yes, I, I mean, do, but see, the thing is, but, but Tracy, all lawyers are kind of like that. Any decent lawyer is going to be a little on the sleazy side. You know, at least that's my impression. One of my cousins is funny. a corporate lawyer, and, and, and the way he practices law is a little different than the way, you know, these guys who represent people, because all of them, all the people who are representing people like this athlete or, you know, you just name them. Everyone you see on TV, those are the ones that, you know, you can, you can feel the grease just dripping off of them. They're just a little greasy and slimy. I would agree. But it's funny the way you said it. All the decent lawyers are probably sleazy. But um, I actually, while you were talking, I actually pulled the card, and I do get... I, you know, I, huh. Oh, you pulled a, a, a card that, that, oh, okay, I see what comes. See, when you said you pulled a card, I was thinking his business card, but it's not that kind of card. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've actually never pulled a card while I've been on the phone with you, so it was a little surprising to you. Yeah, um, no, I, I didn't catch the drift, I'm sorry. <laughs> It's a language, a psychic language. Um, I should have told you. I apologize. Um, first of all, oh, let no. me tell you that that he dug his own grave, and I'm not quite confident okay. he's going to be able to come out of it. No, he didn't. I, I don't well, think you he... know, here's the problem. Here's the mm-hmm. problem why he's – you're right about that. Because you remember the, 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 the Manti Teo thing a couple of years back, the guy who went to Notre Dame and he had to take girlfriend on the Internet? Yes. Well, uh-huh. see, these NFL teams are real funny about people's, uh, you know, how they how they live their lives, right? Their character, right? And, right. And so the Manti Teo thing, even though he did nothing wrong except have a fake girlfriend on the internet, his stock dropped dramatically going into the draft process, right? Yes, so it did. I remember this, that. This kid, this kid, Josh Shaw at USC, he's pretty good. He's a starting cornerback for their team. Um, that mm-hmm. doesn't really mean anything because, you know, you have to still play and improve yourself. And when it comes mm-hmm. time for him to get drafted, uh, even if this stuff goes away now, these NFL teams are going to look at this and, and question his character. And oh. sometimes they might question his character all the way down to the fact that they don't draft him. They might allow him to come in as a free agent, non-drafted. But character counts in the NFL, even though it's, it's a weird kind of dichotomy because even though they say character counts, you get all these guys that do all these, like, vile things once they're there. So it's kind of like a... Well, but, okay. Actually, Malcolm, like, if we look at the, the, the numbers in the NFL, like the amount of players in the, NF, in the NFL against the unscrupulous ones, it's less than 5%, Malcolm. Oh, boy, without a doubt. No, don't get me wrong. 
Don't get me wrong. The majority so of guys in the NFL are people that here. we could look up to, and they're doing a really good job maintaining their character of these of the well, men that play for the NFL. Well, but the the, the the league has been preaching this for years, and they don't want bad character, and that's kind of leading to what mm-hmm. I was saying. The, the, the league mm-hmm. doesn't allow bad you know, because back in the day, you had tons of bad characters in the NFL. But, oh, I you know, didn't know that. that. League is, that league has disappeared. The guys that are in there today, the, the, the NFL, is, is a, mm-hmm. they're a very media-savvy type of organization. So they don't want bad guys running around. It's bad for business. So mm-hmm. they want their guys, and I'm not saying they want their guys to be squeaky clean because they're not, but, you know, that's why they find these players, you know, because uh, something just came up this year. Do you remember the Ray Rice issue where the, the domestic violence, the, the player got suspended for two games? Not really. Well, we Wait, talked about it probably about a month that's ago. That's the elevator one, the elevator? Yeah, the one where he knocked out his girlfriend in the elevator. Yes. You the can't just give me names. You have to give me the name and the description, and then I'll go, oh, yeah, I'm bad with okay, names. Okay, well, I, but, did, yeah. I did say his name. I didn't I didn't mention the elevator, but, yeah, Ray Rice elevator knocked out the girlfriend, yes. So yeah. the league had given him a two-game suspension, which completely had a lot of backlash behind it because everybody was like, No oh, one liked that. I, Nobody no likes it, that. right. And so right. this week the NFL commissioner, Goodall, uh, actually apologized and said that, you know, <sighs> we can't have that. We made a mistake. And, we, right. and so from now on, the minimum suspension for a first-time offender like Ray Rice was is now six games. That's the minimum. Okay. First time. All right. Okay. After that, if you get a second offense. I heard it. Lifetime. Well, it's an indefinite suspension, which means you you're suspended immediately for a year. After the year, you get to come back to the commissioner and beg for your life, basically. All right, and they will. If this is oh, all you know, they coming. will come back and beg, and you and you should have to, right? Wouldn't you come back for a million dollars? I would. <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> for for people where this is this is their life. You come back and you be humble and you beg. And I think it's only fair. And I actually like these new rules. Well, you know, and like I said, the, the NFL is very media savvy. And they, when they saw the backlash from, you know, That's the right. first thing, they're, they're like, oh, we can't let this happen again, so we have to come up with something different. That's, That's what they right. do. You know, so That's they're right. a reactionary type of organization. So they react to how the, the prevailing feelings are out there. That's right. And they, That's right. They reacted in a way that, like you said, you feel better about it that it's six games. I don't know what difference it is, but that's good. Well, because I, I feel better. Like, remember, I'm a girl. So I'm looking at it from the woman's perspective in terms of domestic violence, right? So there's just a lot of things that's going into this pot let alone something like this guy USC did, Josh. It's a little different, you know, but when it's Domestic violence, you know, and I'm a, and I'm a female. Then I am looking at it like, oh my God, that could be me. So if this whole male organization called the NFL doesn't care about domestic violence, and they're going to let these you know great football players make money, and then they can do whatever they want, and nobody's going to care. So at the very least, acknowledging the backlash. Like, that's what I think I'm more happy about, not the six games, but that they acknowledge that 
well, maybe we were too lenient. So we're going to try this first. And I think six games is fair. I think the second one is severe. So you're giving them an opportunity to maybe get some counseling, to, to just care about the game, to do their job. And if it happens again indefinitely, that's what I really like. Because at least they're not going, well, we'll take this step, and we'll take that step, and we'll take this. They're like, well, no, this 16 second time step. I like that. Well, here's the next thing they're going to they're gonna do. They're not saying, but this is what they're going to do. Because I know the NFL, and this is how the mm-hmm. NFL functions. Mm-hmm. Next step is going to be the PSAs, the public service announcement saying, don't beat your wife, you know, <laughs> just don't. Don't get this. Oh, my Don't do it. We're God. against it. You know I would love that. that. I would love well, that. You're, gonna, you're about to be in love because you're about to see that <laughs> line of thinker. Now, I know you don't watch a lot of football prediction? games. It's what? Is that a prediction? That's a, that's a prediction, yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that you're predicting. And I love... Like, if they did something like that, that would be the greatest thing ever. They need to show Because men need to start seeing this stuff, Malcolm. They need, they need visuals. We've got to give them visuals now. Well, and, and like I said, NFL, they're, like, they're a very reactionary organization. So they want to make it look mm-hmm. that they're, you know, in front of this, this, this thing. So they, they're going to jump as far in front of it as possible because that's what the NFL does. Mm. So that's the I like that. I like that. Well, just getting back to the USC, Josh, um, from what I can tell, just from his injuries alone, he could be out for a year. Does that sound about right? Uh, you know, with, with ankle injuries like that. But two, two ankle injuries. Two ankle injuries, but he could be back sooner, uh, you know, because the season hasn't started yet or just starting. And so fact, when does the season end? Uh, well, it depends on how far they go. I mean, because college football starts, it just started this past weekend, right? Uh-huh. Because so I, I, I was watching UCLA yesterday. Um, so they, there's the fact that USC might be playing today, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they mm-hmm. start today, they would go through November. And then if they get up, if they get into a bowl situation, you know, like Rose Bowl or you know, Cotton Bowl or Nightwood, I'm sorry, you want to Cotton Bowl. But if they get into a bowl, oh, let me back up. The NCAA this season so has, has instituted a playoff system. So um, it kind of depends on how well USC does. If USC does well, they, like mm-hmm. any other major college, should have gotten get into this playoff system and end up playing for the national championship. So it really depends on how well they do. But bottom line is they start this weekend. If they get to the, the, the championship game, that would be, you know, early January. Mm-hmm. So um, six months. So the season. Oh, not six months. Oh, oh. Right. so the Four season months. can go from September to January. January, yes. Okay. I'm back to he's not going to be there until next year. Possibly. I mean, it depends on how badly injured his ankles are. And the other part, it depends on how. It's the investigation. Yeah, how the team takes it. Because USC is, you know, they're steeped in NCAA. So they can't afford anything that will cause them to, you know, be put on um, probation as a program. 
So, well, and here's the thing. I just can, like, let's say they are doing well in, um, in the season, and then he does get better. <clears throat> I can't see where they would want to invite him in, in, unless the controversy brings, like, the, the attention that they want. So USC doesn't need negative attention. So I can't I, I just kind of see them going to this out. And uh, we'll discuss it next year. I just think he's going to be out uh, like until the following season, next this time next September. Well, I, that's hard to say, Lexi. I don't know. I know what they said his injuries were. I haven't, you know, of course I haven't talked to the young man. I don't know the extent of his injuries. And um, mm-hmm. if he's able to play, uh, USC being like any other major college program or any sports program, they want their best players on the field, and if he's one of their better players and he's available, they will probably want him to play. I see. But, you know, they're not going to want him there if it's going to be a distraction or if he's not the best player, if he's not healthy. You know, so it's kind of going to depend. Okay. We'll, we'll see. Okay. We'll see. But just so you know, I kind of get it that, you know, I don't know who his girlfriend is. I kind of question. You know, I, I would have to use that word loosely, girlfriend. I have to use it loosely. You don't think it's his girlfriend? I think it might have been an affair. I think it might have been, you know, and he was forced out on a balcony to save his ass. That's what I'm getting there. So you think it's, I'm, I'm sorry, I just, I just was getting on Excuse me for being a little slow. So you're saying that... The real boyfriend came home, and he was forced on the balcony and had to jump. Yes. Wow, I hadn't thought about that, but that's a possibility. I can see that. No one thought about that. I'm the only one. I didn't. I I took it for granted that that was his girlfriend. But, I mean, if you're saying it's not his girlfriend. Here's what I'm getting. When he wound up on a balcony... He tried different ways. I think whatever balcony this woman's apartment was on, there wasn't another balcony close enough. So no matter how you slice it, um, turn the lights on, and he was going to be seen on that balcony regardless. Well, no, and there was, was no way out of the balcony if, if he was if he was out there. But that's I mean, who comes home and goes straight to the balcony to look outside? <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I mean, especially if your girlfriend's laying in bed. You're assuming that there's nobody on the balcony. I'm thinking. But exactly, exactly. And the way he jumped, you know, he jumped like Ninja Turtle. You know what I mean? He jumped like a cat, which is why his, both his ankles broke. It wasn't like he was pushed or he slipped. It wasn't like he slipped. You know what I mean? He literally jumped and landed on both feet. Well, that's the way you would land. I would but no, but I'm saying like that jump was significant to – I got to get out of here, as opposed to, you know, I slipped and fell, or I was fooling around and I fell, because there would be other injuries. Oh, no, no, he was but jumping. I mean, so, I don't he know. He landed like he was down. Ninja Turtle. Huh? Well, I mean, you're always going to land on your feet. That's the idea. But, see, I'm thinking if I were him, I don't know how he did it. I, you know, I wasn't there. I know where the apartment is. I, I know what the balcony looks like. So, and there were no um, other balconies around. There are balconies around, but it's like, you know, if you if you Too far across the downtown LA area, yeah, I mean, it's not like you're gonna just, you know, it's not like the movies. Let's put it that way. 
your nose is jumping to the next stop and he's dropping to the one below you. It looks good in the movies. It doesn't happen. Right. So, so the fact that he came off of there, and, and again, I don't even know why he made up the story he made it, because that, to me, that's where the problem started. He made up this fantastic story. He looked like Superman. Now he looks like Superman. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny because on the... I know you don't watch this show. I'm assuming you don't, but I, I'm pretty confident you don't. But I watched this show called uh, Bachelorette. Bachelorette. He did a Bachelor yeah, yeah, the Bachelor. Yeah, I don't watch that show. <laughs> yeah, see, I hear it as much. And, oh, no, no, actually it's called Bachelor in Paradise. And they Still bring all these. I know, I know. And they have all these prior singles from The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, and they brought them together for the show called Bachelor in Paradise in Mexico. And one of the girls there was getting real snobby. She wasn't really trying to mingle with anybody. And then she decided at the rose ceremony that she was just going to cut it short and go home. And the producers got her, you know, on camera, stepping in, and they're like, well, what's going on? Like, why are you leaving, blah, blah, blah. And she said something, and they go, but aren't you looking for love? They say to her. And then she says, who said that it's already time? No, she says, okay. who, who, who said, I know you're trying to be smart. <laughs> she said, <laughs> you stopped me just now. She said, who said I didn't already find love? Which made Correct. them curious. Like, it made them think. So instead of sending her home right away, they told her that her plane couldn't leave for a couple of days. So she was forced to stay in a hotel. Because they were suspicious just from that comment. And so okay. she stays in a hotel, and what they discovered was that one of their crew members, which is not allowed, but he was having a trip with this woman, which is hey, not allowed. Hey, hey, hey. But, that's what happened. <laughs> people in paradise. But, well, but, but he was a crew member. It was his job. He was single. Don't get me wrong. He wasn't, mar- he wasn't married. She's single, but it's his job. Now, he gets to have this job for a lifetime because Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise, Bachelorette, these shows go on and on and on. You get to keep your job for the next 20 years. Malcolm? If you don't get... If you don't get fired from it for having to trip with one of the contestants. Okay. Exactly. So so they go to her, her 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 room and they say, We have a counselor that would like to speak with you now. And then she's rude and she's like, you know, I don't want to see anybody, blah, 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 and she slams the door. He panics. He panics and he, like this guy Joshua, jumps from the balcony. And just like this guy, Joshua, broke both his legs. That's, that's the name of the football player. What does it have to do with this bachelor's name? Oh, because I'm telling you that this... Oh, so, this you said, so, so, the, so I'm, are you saying so that this, this technician was out on her balcony? Yes. And oh. he didn't want to get caught by his employer... Oh, I'm following you. Okay. <laughs> I got you. He thought it was okay to also jump from the balcony, and he too yeah, you know broke his legs. 
Yeah, well, you know what? That's what happens when you jump from multiple stories up. Don't do it. You know what? Because for me, you're just going to have to catch me. I'm not, I'm going out the door. I'm not going out the window. Not unless I'm on the ground floor. If I'm on the ground floor, I will consider it, you know. But if I'm two stories, three stories, three stories up, that's no. Thank you. You you're know what? You should call me. <laughs> Malcolm, I have to agree. Like at some point, you can't. You you just shouldn't. Like, and here's the thing. So with the Bachelor in Paradise, they go to the uh, hospital where he's all bad and stuff with his leg, has a cast on both his legs, and they look at him and they go, "Was she working?" <laughs> right, you're fired. So they said that they were like, "Was she working?" And I'm sure she was worth it, but what he did and how he did it, that wasn't worth it. There's many a way well, he could have gotten that girl. Well, and the question comes down, you said what she worth it. I mean, if he truly found, finds love with this girl and they stay together forever, I would argue that it was. He if said that's no. What you have to, if, oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> so my argument out the window. <laughs> yes. Maybe she was just somebody he got with for a couple of days. I mean, if, maybe it wasn't working. I, it just depends, right? Well, I, I think guess what a, he meant. Well, I think what he meant in terms of losing his job, and now and now public embarrassment because like 18 million people watch this particular show. So now he's embarrassed with his family, embarrassed with his hometown. He lost his job. And they said, because now you've lost your job. They even said that. He lost his job. Was, was it really worth it? Because, by the way, this is, this is one of those greedy girls. So you, you know that she's the type of girl that's going to be like, uh, you don't have a job now. Got to go. Sorry. I'm out. Well, and if that's the case, then it was not worth it. <laughs> but I guess I'm a romantic. I don't watch those shows, so. I'm thinking, well, if he found love and she found love and ultimately they have 15 kids and 87 grandchildren, maybe it was. <laughs> Who knows? And I totally agree with you, but his first reaction was, no, no. it wasn't worth it. <laughs> <laughs> no. That says it all, doesn't it? <laughs> it really, really does because I think if you're going to get embarrassed at that level, it better be worth it. I believe in climbing mountains for love, but if you jump off a balcony and break both legs and the whole world knows about it, and then in the end you say it's not worth it, well, pretty bad then. Let's go <laughs> back to the scenario of jumping off. Tracy, let's go back to the scenario of jumping off balcony. You see, I don't think that's a wise move anytime, anywhere, anyhow. You never jump off the balcony. That's the answer. Yeah. When do you I jump agree. off the balcony? When when the room is on fire, I, I, I'll jump off the balcony if the room is on fire. <laughs> but other yeah. than that, I can't think of too many reasons. I'll fight the guy inside before I jump off the balcony. <laughs> I'll take my chances. I might win. <laughs> you might, but an angry man is an angry man. No, Malcolm, an angry, jealous man is an angry, jealous man. So if you think you can win that battle, okay. <laughs> Well, if my choice is that or jump off the balcony, I'll take my chances with the anchor. Oh, okay. I agree. I totally agree. I, I'm not <laughs> jumping off the balcony. That's not going to happen. Because I'm going to look down. I'm scared of heights, so I'm going to look down like, oh, no. <laughs> That's not going to happen. 
with your fist up, right? Because <laughs> maybe I'm, you know, I'm kind of a small guy. I'm kind of quick. Maybe I can run past the guy that's in the house. <laughs> I'm just trying to get to the door, right? <laughs> glad, glad you find that funny. Because <laughs> you put these pictures in my head. So there could be a big guy in there. I could just, you know, weave through. Like Jack and the <laughs> Beanstalk, you know. The, right. Jack ran from the giant. Can't move that I just, well. Yes. Yeah, I just, I just go around him. You know, hopefully he can't catch me. Under move. his legs, right? Under his legs. Under his legs, you know. <laughs> Whatever it takes. <laughs> the real problem would be the girl in the room because she would spend the whole time screaming, "Down him!" Like she's the real problem. <laughs> Yeah, but see, when you're running for your life, are you hearing the screams or are you hearing your heart beating your chest? Boom, 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 boom. That's true. That's true. You might just not be hearing anything, but I've got to get out of here. i got to oh get out God. of here. Time to go. It's been nice. Oh, my God. But so. in any case, talking about my prediction is that it might have been not so much a domestic violence thing or, or maybe, well, no, I, it felt like an affair to me, like, Whoever the girl was already had a boyfriend. That's what it felt like to me. It also feels like, from looking at the cards, you know, while you were talking, which I never do with you, but I thought this time it might be a good idea to do it because it was a suggestion from um, one of the psychics, Crystal, and she was like, you know, I would like to, you know, if you pull the cards, I thought, oh, this would be the perfect time. I I don't see him coming back this season. I I think he's going to want to come back, and then the investigation is going to prevent him from coming back. That's what I think. Well, and, and here's the other part of him coming back. If if USC is doing well with his backup, and you know, teams, teams are are very superstitious. Or you know, sports is a very superstitious thing. So when you're doing well, sometimes you don't want to make a change. If you're not doing well, then wholesale um, changes are in order. But when you're doing well, you don't like to rock the boat. You know, like we're going to keep things the way we are. We're going to play the cards we have because we're winning. And we don't want to mess up this winning, you know, this 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 thing we have going with our, with the players on the team. You know, it's a certain camaraderie. Like we want to keep, you know, the the status quo. We don't want to mess up the yes. winning that we have going on because you don't know what to yes. make a change. Yes, so. I get it. I get it. Well, That's I have all. to admit, since you've been doing the show, um, and I don't have cable, remember, but since you've been doing the show, um, I'm actually, like, like certain things ping in my ear when I'm watching TV. So I'm actually perking up with a lot of sports stuff this year. Okay. Well, any good? Oh, go ahead. You're starting to say, Desi. Desi said, great discussion today. Malcolm is so funny. Laugh out loud. Oh, I'm glad she likes it. You're hilarious. Well, I have something a little more serious to talk about now. Go for it. Absolutely. Did you see the thing on the news where the, the little girl, they, were, they took the little girl to the shooting range in Arizona and gave her a Uzi? You saw that? Yes. Yes. They gave, they gave a nine-year-old girl a Uzi 
She started shooting. Yes. She shot the shooting instructor in the head and killed him. Yes. Yes. Did you see and the you tape? I didn't see, well, of course, I didn't see any tape that actually showed the shooting. I showed the tape where the instructor was telling her what to do when he had her shoot the first round. And, and, mm-hmm. and I'm just thinking, who ever thought it was a good idea to give a Uzi to a nine-year-old? That just sounds like a bad idea from the jump to me. Malcolm, you know, these people were on vacation. Yeah, I know. They were just dilly-dallying. The parents, they were dilly-dallying. Oh, wouldn't it be cute if we went to a shooting range? Tracy, they're mm-hmm. the ones who filmed it on their cell phones. That was, the, that was the mom and dad that filmed that. That's how you got the film. I know. So my problem is this, and maybe I'm wrong, <laughs> They have scarred their little girl for life. That little girl is completely, I won't say ruined, but, you know, she's going to have this idea in her head that she shot a man to death, killed him. Uh, she did. <laughs> and Without a doubt. Her life is ruined. And who puts their kid in that position? I, you know, I don't even understand. First of all, why am I taking my nine-year-old letting her shoot a Uzi? I might, if I were inclined, I might let them shoot a twenty-two because it's a, it's a, it's a different kind of weapon. But Uzi is a... Uh, well, here's the thing, Malcolm. It's my understanding, because I watched Nightline this particular night, it's my understanding she did start out with a, a, a different type of weapon. Yeah, but you never... But Uzi is a war weapon. I know. Right? It's yes. not built for anything but counterinsurgencies and war. You see, folks, I know. Not, you don't put that in the hand of a child, ever. I don't see any circumstances. You know, I guess if you live in Syria and you're in the midst of the war, you might want to train your nine-year-old how to shoot a hoop. But they were in Arizona. There's no war happening in Arizona. I don't see the reason to put I, an Uzi in the, the hand of my child. I just don't, ever. I'm with I wanna, you. And... I actually want to beat the parents on this because, you Thank know, and, you. And, I want to also beat the, the people who run that, that shooting range because they're like, Thank well, you. you know, sometimes we let, you know, I think because they, they showed the owner in the range and he was talking about how, that, you know, the ages that they allow people to shoot. And I'm like, man, I don't know. I guess I'm not a gun person. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. there's no reason to put guns in the hands of these little children like this. I mean, it, what, what, what are you trying to teach them? Well... Here's the thing. I was watching Nightline, and Nightline did show the video just before he got his head blown off. And you could see where the poor girl, I guess the rumbling of the, of the Uzi, um, it just slipped from her hand. It just slipped from her hand, you know, yeah, it's a little nine-year-old body. Yeah. Have you ever shot a gun, Tracy? No, oh, no. Mm-mm. Okay. There's a thing mm-hmm. called recoil, which means that the, the weapon pushes back mm-hmm. against it. And so you're talking mm-hmm. about an automatic weapon like that that's not just one recoil, it's multiple, pop, 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 pop. So, you know, is it easy to lose control? Heck yeah. I mean, without reason. I, I mean, I, I don't understand why you would put a gun like this in a child's hand. And here's the thing that, like, if you would have seen her body language, not, it wasn't even about her losing control. It was, she just relaxed. Like, it was like, I can't explain it. It's kind of like, you know how you throw a baseball and you throw it with all your might? 
and then you just get tired and you go to throw it and your arms just kind of go to jelly. That's what happened with her arms. It just went to jelly. And when it went to jelly, it, it swung to the left. He was leaning over her. He was leaning, you know, to show her. And so when her arms went to jelly, it was, a, it was an easy impact. He happened to be there, and her arms went to jelly, and it went left. And it's unfortunate for him and his family and to me especially that little girl because that's her nightmare that she's living with. Yeah. You know, and now instead of taking their daughter to a shooting range, they're going to be taking their daughter to therapy because that's what she's going to need. For a lifetime. For a lifetime. Oh, without a doubt. (laughs) Like I can't imagine bringing that little girl home at the end of the day and putting her to sleep. Well, you know, so you know, soldiers have PST, you know, or yes. PTS, you know, you know yes. where they, they come home and, and they're just, just shot, bad dreams, mm-hmm. like you know, they're reliving the mm-hmm. thing over and over again. That's mm-hmm. the little That's the little yes. it's, it's unfortunate. Yes. So. Oh. I don't know. Anyway. It's sad. Yeah, anyway. it is very, very sad, very, very sad. So, but that's the world we live in. There's, you know. Oh, and but my point to bring like all this up, my point to bring this up um, with the Nightline, where they had, you know, this pink girl gun club for a little nine-year-old. It was ridiculous. So I have you say what Karen does? Oh my God! Yeah, I mean. I apologize because I never do my homework, so I don't know what state, as a matter of fact. I can't tell you what state because I don't always do my homework. And it's like 12.30 at night. I just going to get rid of Ken and Pencil, but I, I always think I'm going to remember, and then I don't. But a little, where they get a certificate at the end of the day. How do you get a certificate because you shot off a, a few rounds, you know? Like, you don't give a certificate for something like that. You know, that but takes yes, training. Yes. That takes yeah. skill. And maybe that's what they're doing with these little kids. They're training them early to be little weapon holders. And, um, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Is it, to I can see how they get a certificate. Huh? Or to kill your instructor. Or to kill your boyfriend. Maybe you're 15 and you've been, you know, maybe it's to kill your boyfriend. Like, it's ridiculous. Well, they don't, they're not planning on you shooting anybody, but, you know, a, a, a I don't know about that. A person uh, who deserves who it. Malcolm, but you're talking about underage. Underage, do they think hard enough? No. I don't think you should be giving weapons to kids that young, but I'm not. One, I'm not a parent. Two, I'm not a big believer in guns, so you probably talk to the wrong audience. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm against all of it. <laughs> do that. It's a bad idea. But what do I know? Well, what I do oh. know is that you would be smart enough not to have stopped during your vacation <clears throat> and have your child shoot off a gun. You said you would be You're nine years old in, in shorts and a pink little top, really. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't take my own vacation and go shoot a gun, to be honest with you, but you know, I agree. I'm not going to make my kids do it. I mean, here's I the thing, the dad was there. Why wasn't the dad doing it? Why, like, you, you understand? Like, why wasn't the dad being macho and being like, oh, I'm going to shoot a gun. Hey, honey, film me. Hey, kids, watch this. Why wasn't the dad? Who was thinking the kid should do this? It's crazy. 
crazy. Well, you know, we live in a gun society, and a lot of people, you know, they feel that the gun is their best friend, and they want, you know, not only do they want, you know, the father to know, they want the wife to know, and they want their children to know, because they feel that it's it's safer for them to know than to not know. So, you know, realistically, realistically, Uh I have a different feeling. I think it's safer to teach your kids how to swim, you know, because that might be something Uh that can come in handy. Shooting a gun (laughs) is not... I don't see how that necessarily comes in handy until the war starts. When the war starts and we got tanks rolling down the street, yeah, you might need how to, need to know how to shoot a gun. But in our society as it is presently, I don't necessarily see the need. I mean, and I know how to shoot a gun. I, I haven't shot one in years, but I do know how to do it. But I think it's safer to teach kids jujitsu or karate, like self-defense mechanisms. I think that I would agree. There's not enough. Of, there's I not would, enough of those on every corner. I, you know, I would. I'm not against. I'm just saying that I, I'm not a weapons person, so I just don't think you should put hands in. I mean, weapons in the hands of a lot of different people. I don't even like the police having weapons. Um, here's an example of that. Did you hear about the thing where the uh, the audio technician from cops they were following around, you know, some police officers in in uh, Omaha, Nebraska, and the police went to a scene of a, a armed robbery, or which they thought it was, it was an armed robbery, uh, and mm-hmm. the the audio technician got killed by the police mm-hmm. in the crossfire, you know, because the police op- opened up on this guy coming out of the Wendy's, you know, the guy uh, made, turns out mm-hmm. turns out all he had was a pellet gun, right? Yeah. And so no. he comes out with this pellet gun. Now, mind you, they're saying they were she was shooting at him, but I, you know, I, I just it, it boggles my mind. But so mm-hmm. they lit up on him. But in the crossfire, they killed the the cops technician who was filming the audio. Not not mm-hmm. to make light of it, because I laughed a little bit. But it's just sad because to me, you know, even the police officers are so gun happy that they just start right. shooting and they don't stop. Right. Right. And and in all cases, I mean, so. Not only did they kill the robber, who wasn't really, I mean, he had a pellet gun. What damage is that going to do? But they didn't know. I'm going to make an argument. They didn't know. But in their crossfire, they also killed Mm -hmm. this guy who was holding a microphone. (laughs) He was like, "Uh that clearly is a Mm -hmm. One of the cops shot him, for sure. I mean, because nobody else had a gun. Mm -hmm. How is that ever justified? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it brings us back to the point on how aggressive the cops are because he had a pellet gun, not a real gun, although a pellet gun can do some damage, don't get me wrong, in close range, but it does sound like everybody got a little trigger happy. And the poor, I think he was a cameraman, the poor technician wound up in the middle of it. He was an audio technician. So you have a cameraman and an audio guy, right? Uh, Yes. He was the audio guy. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Seven years on the job now, though. Hey. Uh, but here's the, the, I won't say it's funny, but the, the police chief of the Nebraska, Omaha, Nebraska Police Department, mm-hmm. he said, you know, because they were, you know, they, I guess the reporters were asking him, you know, that maybe, you know, if maybe his officers weren't a little gun happy. Mm-hmm. And he said it's ridiculous for anybody to suggest that his officers were showing off for the cameras, which, you know, you got to consider that possibility that maybe they were. It's like, yeah, we gotta, we're going to show you how tough we are, right? Mm-hmm. Pow, 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 pow. And, you know, before you know it, 
you know, because again, you know, when you, the police, they they usually it's like when they show up at a thing, it's like a big gang, right? And I, you know, probably people out there who may be listening. <laughs> Not a gang gang, but kind of like a gang. No, it's a gang mentality. I get it. So, you know, and, and they're they're fully armed. I, you know, I heard a report on the news yesterday that, that uh, the city of Compton, California, has voted to allow their school police officers to have assault weapons in their cars, right? Oh, God. Assault rifles in their, in their trunk. On the off chance that a school shooter will come in and body arm. And when I, when I saw that, I was like, has there ever been a school shooter that came in in body armor? And, you know, what are the odds, what are the possibilities here? Well, Is it necessary that we, that we give our school police, not the regular police, our school police, assault rifles, AR-15, on the off chance that somebody may show up that they may need to use this weapon against? Because they are, you know, it's not like they're not armed already. They are armed. Right, you're saying they're already armed, so why do we need... Well, okay, that, it brings a couple of things to point. But before, before I bring that up, just let me tell you what Desi wrote. So Desi wrote, hold on, just going back to the little girl real, real quick. Um, the little girl. She, yeah, the little girl. She goes, what education was that little girl getting going to the gun range at nine? Totally agree. Like, how is that constructive? How is that helpful to her nine-year-old life? I agree. Yep, but you and have a she, whole... Uh, okay, go mm-hmm. ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. And then she put, she's scarred for life all because her parents are idiots. I agree. Yeah, no, so what I'm you gonna say? as well. No, mm-hmm. because there's a whole segment of our society that, that just believes that not only do they need to be armed to the chief and they need to know how to shoot and to have all these weapons. I mean, I used to work with a guy who had... You know, and I never saw this. I just have to go by what he told me, that he had, you know, a number of assault rifles, even though they're, you know, what he said he owned was banned in California. He said he, he owned them. He said he also had, you know, weapons with scopes on them. And he spoke openly about potentially shooting police officers. Although, you know, and I'm like, and I, I took it as a joke because I, I have to assume that nobody's serious about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But... There's, um, there's a whole segment of society that believe that, that they believe strongly in their, their rights to bear arms and that they need to not have one weapon. They need to have multiple, and the more firepower, the better. And how well, dare the government want to step in and, and tell them that they can't have this? Well, just getting back to um, the school statement, I just want to make sure I heard you correctly. You said something about assault rifles to be kept in their trunk. Is that what you, I thought I heard yes. you say? In their, yes. And, and the way they would do it, it's not the city. The city wouldn't pay for them. The officers would have to pay for their own assault weapons. They'd have to mm-hmm. get training in those assault weapons, and, and the weapons would have to be kept in the trunk, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's kept in your car trunk, which is probably a little bit off-site, right? I don't know. There's something weird about all of that. I don't see the reason... I don't see the reason well, for having an assault weapon in a, in a place where you never needed an assault weapon before. Right. No and if they're there. already carrying a weapon as a part of their daily routine, daily uh, uniform. I would totally agree. I would also think that if you kept these weapons in your trunk, when you have a bunch of bright children, bright, most kids are really, really bright, 
and they're going to know the officer's car. The car could get stolen. You know, the rifle can get stolen. It's just, it's a, it's a recipe for disaster, whether somebody comes in or not and assaults the school. I can understand well, why they're saying it, because assaults are very, very high in schools. Yeah, but assault weapon is, 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 is a, it's just, it's, it's bigger and better than it, like a, the, the nine millimeter Glock that most of the officers carry, right? So, mm-hmm. but there was a there was a uh, the chief of police, I think it was from Bakersfield, was on mm-hmm. on the show as well, and he said, "Well, we like to think of things in the worst worst case scenario kind of thing, so that's why they wanted the assault weapons, right?" But mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, an assault rifle, maybe that you know, if you want to think worst case scenario, why not get a fifty caliber? Why not get a, a, a rocket-propelled grenade? I mean, why stop at an assault rifle? I mean, if you think, since we're thinking worst-case scenario, we think the kids are going to riot or school shooters going to show I'm not sure what we're thinking, but why stop at an assault rifle when you can go much higher? There's a lot more dangerous weapons out there, mm-hmm. you know? It, it, so if, if, that's what we're, if that's your argument, worst-case scenario, well, I can think of worst cases, you know? <laughs> We might need to mount the 50 caliber on the roof so we can just squeeze the, the school start and kill everything. <laughs> I mean, I, I totally know. agree. I totally agree. I just think it's a bigger recipe. I just think that once kids know that there's an assault rifle in the office of that school's trunk, then you open up, you know, just That's another case for, for, for extra I'm drama. I'm in, mm-hmm. I'm in full agreement. It, it, and see, I always go back to when they talk about why the, the need for it. You know, my question always goes down, well, what's the press? I mean, I feel I need a whole bunch of things, but, you know, the question always comes back, well, why do I need this particular piece of equipment? And mm-hmm. uh, if you remember years ago when LAPD had to, had to fight these North Hollywood bank robbers and the North Hollywood mm-hmm. bank robbers would have body armor, I don't disagree with the fact that LAPD might need some assault weapons. I don't. I don't argue that point because but, it came up. They needed of, it. But it's kind. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of. It's not even about like LAPD. We can expect LAPD with federal money to to heighten their artillery. But it's almost. You don't think that they don't have plenty of war weapons? <laughs> they got to change. I think they exactly. And I I actually expect that. Now I get it. I expect it because they're petitioning for federal dollars. Like I get it because I got it in the Colbert report. And I was it Colbert. So, who does Date Night Tomorrow Today? What's the name of that show? Who? What show? I'm sorry, what? what Late show? Night Tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not saying it right. Oh, Late the, Night Tomorrow. John Oliver Show. John Oliver. Last week tonight. Yeah, I just, last week tonight, yes. And I understood from the Ferguson tape that he played that there's all this federal money that people are allowed to, I mean, that people, government and city. Oh, that's, no, this, this has already happened. This is past tense. So that's why you have all yes. these little police departments and large police departments, for that matter. But a yes. lot of police departments across the country are fully armed now because the federal government gave them the weaponry because, you know, on the off chance yes. they might run into terrorists. But like you said yes. on the show, one of the municipalities put in there, they were trying to protect their pumpkin show. I mean, like, who's going to, what terrorists are going to stop the pumpkins? You know? and, but that brings me so, to, to, to the storyline you just brought up about these robberies in L.A. and, you know, L.A. cops have all this artillery, it, it just, like, it would be silly if 
somebody said, well, the talent needs to carry guns. That's what this school scenario sounds like. Like, it's just silly at this point. It's getting ridiculous to have assault rifles, you know, to the officers. For school police. Right. And that's just that's my point. Is like, you know, there's... They're, I understand LAPD needs it. New York, New York Police Department, they need certain things. Chicago, mm-hmm. PD, they're dealing with a whole mm-hmm. bunch of stuff. I got that. Mm-hmm. I mean, but mm-hmm. Does the mm-hmm. council school police need it? I just don't. I, you know, I, I don't see it. And first of all, let's go back to the fact that most school shootings don't happen in schools in the Compton district. In fact, there probably hasn't been one. You know, now the Compton school district has their, their trials and tribulations, but. You know, most of these school shootings, where they happen, like these little rural areas, you know, out in the suburbs where, you know, I hate to say it, you got these little crazy rich kids who got hold of these weapons, you know, the Columbine situation, you know, those weren't, that wasn't an inner city school. That was, you know, a yeah. school out in the suburbs, and these some little, you know, these kids are typically pretty well off. They're just a little crazy. They can't help themselves. They just... You know, maybe they had to. It's like that, that kid in Texas who got drunk and run over everybody, and, and, and when they sent him to court, you know, the, the judge basically let him off because he was a product of his environment. He, they gave him too much. He wasn't to blame for what he did. Mm-hmm. You didn't hear about that? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Then we don't need to talk about it. <laughs> that would probably make you pretty angry. So. Why? Don't bring it up because it's already 106. <laughs> Remind me next, next week. week. I'll tell you more about that one. Yeah. Wait, well, just give me the scenario one more time. This, this rich kid in, in a uh, suburb north of Dallas, Texas, he got drunk okay, and... Killed a whole bunch of people. I think he killed, he, he hit, I want to say like 20 people, but he killed about four. Mm. Severely injured some. And when he went to court, the, the judge said that um, he wasn't responsible because basically he had been given too much in life and, you know, it wasn't his fault. Okay. Wow. Next week. <laughs> Next week. Because I'm actually speechless, so I'm going to have to re- do a little research so I can be more eloquent well, when I speak next week. <laughs> I, you know what? I'll send you some links on it, and then you can have a chance to look it over. And then you might have a whole show on that. Just, just a little bit. Fair enough. Fair enough. Because there is a privilege out there, and it's unfortunate that the court would agree to that. So fair enough. Send me some links, and then we can talk about it next week. Well, Malcolm, I have to go. And thank you again. And enjoy your weekend. Happy Labor Day, Tracy. Happy Labor Day. Happy Labor Day. All right. Take it easy, Malcolm. Thanks for signing on. All right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. All right, guys. So we're up. Let's see. Hi, this is Tracy. Hello? Hello? 843, you're on the line. Hold on a second. Let me see if I know 843. 
Don't leave me. I'm really bad at numbers, guys, so don't leave me. I just want to... Um, you're still here. Don't leave me. Lavender, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to send you a text. You're on the line. Oh, <laughs> hello? Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I literally had to look up your number because I'm like, I know this number. <laughs> Well, the the, the volume didn't change. Usually, the volume changes <laughs> when the, when somebody comes on. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. <laughs> you and Desi are my favorite. <laughs> Desi's laughing as well. She's like, LOL, I'm going to kill you. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Lavender, what's going on? Uh, nothing much. Um, I had my last day yesterday. Um, oh, I, didn't I text you? And didn't I ask you when your last day was? I don't think you texted me back. Oh, probably not. I don't know. I have an absent-minded. Oh, don't worry about it. No, no, no. I was just curious because I, it seems like this last week was like long. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Extremely long. Very long. Forever. But I guess, I I don't know if I text you, but I wanted to tell you something about your old boss. Mm -hmm. I can't remember what it was now, and I would have to go over the text, but basically I think I want to be able to tell you, ignore her. Ignore her. Yeah. Once you sort of drew a competition for her, you became a problem. So in a weird kind of way, Lavender, I'm kind of glad you didn't say anything about what your desires were prior mm-hmm. to all of this stuff going down because I don't think you would have had a job here. Yep. If you would have informed, thank you. Okay. I appreciate that. Thank you. Which right. is which is why um, I – because she is actually – Personally, she has a different she has a different attitude when it comes to work. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> excuse me, because the industry is mostly men, and she mm-hmm. and this other woman they're the only women in this branch in that position. Mm-hmm. So I guess mm-hmm. I guess they feel like they have to be very tough. So her personality and in terms of you know, being really easy going, she's that way outside of work. But inside, no, she's crazy. <laughs> Which yeah. is why, even though I found her to be an enjoyable person, I can never fully trust her because I know that she's been through a lot to get to where she is. And I think mm-hmm. that kind of warps how she sees people who work, on, who work for her and people who are trying to do the same thing she wants to do. But what was she encouraging you to? She was encouraging you to stay in the lab or something like that. No, no, she she was trying to get me to be the manager. To, At to that replace company. Yes, even even uh, even through all of that stuff, I told her, "Why well, don't want to be uh-huh. here?" She wanted right. me to be the manager, and I told her straight up. I said, "Hell no, I don't even no. like people like that." And no. and I know better because 
she probably felt that since we had a good relationship, she would be able to get away with anything she wanted to if I was in that position. Yeah, but no. No way. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I just found it funny that there were so many compliments for my worth ethic, and when I brought that up, that's when it was like, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I never, I like, I love the business that you're in. I never realized how wicked it is. And there are certain businesses that are cutthroat. And mm-hmm, if, you're, mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're a chef, that's a cutthroat business. Yeah. But I'm just recognizing that this is a cutthroat business, and it's crazy to me. Well, you know, because um, like I, I think I told you this last week, people have been coming, because everybody knows, and they also knew that I was going to a competitor, but they, they were really trying to keep me there forever almost. Um, but people have been coming up, coming up to me, and they said, listen, this, at least in this company, New York is the only place that is this bad in terms of being competitive and petty and really malicious. Every, everywhere else where there are big creative centers, it's not like that. It's, it's friendly. It's almost like a, a very helpful atmosphere. And they said that in almost every single company, it's just the New York locations <laughs> that are that way. Wow. wow. <laughs> it could have a lot to do with just the mentality of New York competitiveness, too, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's it a little bit fitted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, and, girl, give oh, me a question. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Um, no, 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 no. So, what were you going to say just now? Well, just, just that the very last thing my, my supervisor left me with is, so they all knew that I was going to a competitor. He was trying to get me to admit that that's where I was going so that he could <gasps> escort me out with just one hour left. Okay, so wait a second. So I'm curious. You quit, but you did not tell them where you were going. You just said, I'm quitting. Yes, yes. Oh, whereas the last time you told them where you were going. No, 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 not, no, no, not the managers. I told, I told my, my boss. And she basically mm-hmm. told everybody else. But they didn't have me on record admitting to anyone in HR or management that that's where I was going. And, and she oh. told them. I just didn't tell them. And she said she wanted me to stay uh, for, for my two-week notice to finish up her work. Yeah. So and they that's were why trying she kept to get her mouth shut. Yeah. That's yeah. why she kept her mouth shut. Good. Mm-hmm. Thank God. So they were trying to get me to admit from my mouth so that they could, even even with just an hour left yesterday, so that they could escort me out of the building. So even as of yesterday, they were trying to get you to admit that you were going to the competitor. Yes. That's hilarious. <laughs> but anyway, um, so I have... Uh, one of my questions is really kind of morbid. So I'll start on sort of a happy okay. one. Oh, and by okay. the way, can I toot my horn again about Brad Pitt and Angelina? Because I said that he doesn't want to look stupid, so he probably wouldn't leave Angie. Yes. Yes, you can. 
Let's five. just toot that for the second week. Toot, 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 And, and, not but, and I just discovered today on the Internet from some retweets that the marriage mm-hmm. may not be legal. Oh. Well. The marriage may not be legal because she flew in a, a pastor or officiant from California, mm-hmm. and California law says if you're registered here, it needs to be done here in California. And I think they had it in France, and France has their yeah. own strict rule that says you need to have an officiant from France. So there was a calculated move, by the way, in all of this. Mm-hmm. It was really, really rushed. It was, it was, like, it was rushed. And I think that um, here's my theory. Here's my theory. You're absolutely right. I think Brad was forced to do it. All right. I think he wanted to stay safe. I think it, I think they had a huge argument. And Sean and I did this in a third eye view because I was so upset about it. Like I was like, okay, let's see if she did it. So okay. My point is, when I get upset, better, and I start to. Uh-huh. Weird. I think that bitch saw my video. Listen, I mean that's a possibility because uh, I mean I really do. It, no, it, it really is a possibility because fans tweet their favorite celebrities your videos all the time. I see it all the time. You see it? Are you serious? Yes. Well, well whenever whenever you make a that that video you made about Rihanna and her friend um Mel Yes, it was. It was. You know And I, I and I think that. I think somebody sent it to her Instagram before she took it down too, if I remember correctly. <laughs> they they you know see it. And you, and you know another thing? Because you remember mm-hmm. a while back earlier this year, you said that Leanne Rhymes deleted you or blocked you from Twitter. So she she watched the videos, too. Oh, I know Leanne. Leanne's crazy. Leanne, like, she actually <laughs> showed me that she was... No, like, I love the crazy ones. The crazy ones, she... Okay, uh, when I get upset, I, <laughs> my, 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 oh, I can't get my words out. i got to calm down. Leanne, I know Leon Ryan was following me, and that's why I shut it down with her because I would tweet pics of my son. Mm-hmm. That crazy bitch responded or retweeted or something, and like she took my son's pic, and then she goes, very handsome. Oh. And, right, and it was all I could do not to come through the phone and really just, like, like, I, I saw it in animation, like, just, ah, uh, I just, I was so mad. I was so mad with her. That's and I was odd. Like, it's odd, and it's weird. But here's the thing. I kind of felt like touche, touche. I had been coming after her a yeah. lot, <laughs> a lot. And she came after me, and I thought, touche. And it actually made me shut down from her. I stopped responding Stop calling her bad names. Stop mm-hmm. putting videos on her. It actually, it actually had a really good effect for her. So I'm not mad at her. <laughs> but, but, but just getting back to Rihanna and Mel, when I did that video, Rihanna and Mel, I am so confident that they had a major fight. 
Nobody believed me. And then I always felt like she called her back to Africa because that's where she was at the time because of my video, because she didn't want me to be right. I looked really, really stupid after that. Because I get all these texts, ha, 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 you can't, you can't do anything because mm-hmm. they're friends, ah, like all these text messages. And I was like, really, really? I know how to fix Rihanna. So now I don't do videos on Rihanna because I don't want her to do the opposite. If her and Chris Brown mm-hmm. are going to get together, let it happen organically. I shouldn't be in the middle of that. Yeah. That's why I don't do videos on Rihanna anymore. I'll do on Chris Brown because he's an idiot. I don't, like, idiots, you can read them so clearly. It's an open book. But she just wants <laughs> cookies. <laughs> With what cookies? Sometimes it's kind of just not the same. I'm not saying in the same way as you. I'm going to get out. In any case. With that being said, I feel like Angelina saw my video, got scared, because I honestly believe to this day that Fast Kid does not want to be in that relationship anymore. But he's scared. He wants to stay safe. And it's a fake marriage. How about that? It's a fake marriage. How about that? Asshole. <laughs> well, now you see why I don't like her, so there we go. Well, I'm, 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 I'm level justified once again. <laughs> <laughs> you are, you are. Like, she didn't know it's the same face, and it's ridiculous. And, you know, like, how weak are you? Oh, it doesn't matter. I can't just keep discussing this. Okay. <laughs> oh, but I did All right. I'll post the tape on it today. Okay. Yeah. So my first question is on a possible, well, a rumored relationship between Chris Martin, um, who is in the middle of consciously uncoupling from Gwyneth Paltrow and yeah. Jennifer Lawrence. It's been rumored that they, yeah. I don't know, they're together. Which is new to me, because I'm a big Jennifer Lawrence fan. I guess I've just been so out of it for the past Mm -hmm. few weeks. I didn't even know Mm -hmm. that this was a rumor. So my question Mm -hmm. is, are they a a couple? Are they a couple? Yep. Um, Here's the thing. Chris Martin isn't the type to lie, Mm -hmm. right? Um, that's what I'm getting from the card. So, even if they are, I don't see it lasting very long. It's like it's going to be over before it becomes a big deal. Before they can merge their names, it'll be over. Oh. <laughs> even if they are. I just don't see it, you know, I don't see it as a relationship. I, I see it more like, huh, this is interesting, and then, huh, got to go. And I see Jennifer Lawrence kind of going, it's got to go. It's not really what I bargained for. Thank you. <laughs> you, you know what's funny? The, the way you said that, that actually sounds like something she would say. <laughs> it does, huh? There you go. So whatever the rumor is, I'm not doubting it. I'm just doubting mm-hmm. whether or not. It's 
you know, the next big couple. It's not the next big couple is what I'm trying to say. They don't even look cute together. Even when you, I mean, because there aren't any pictures of them. There, There's nothing. So I don't know where the rumors mm-hmm. are coming from. But whenever a magazine puts two photos of them together, they just don't, uh-uh, uh-uh. It doesn't look right. That, and maybe that's what I'm getting. I'm getting that that's what she's going to discover. Like, it's not that maybe they hadn't slept together, not that they haven't gone out to dinner, not that they're not trying to figure out, like, is this body the body I want to lay next to every single night? I'm, you know, but ultimately mm-hmm. it doesn't work. There's something about Chris Martin, by the way, that falls flat. There's something about his personality that's not passionate. Oh, do you know his signs? What's that? Do you know his signs? No, I don't. I I think Jennifer is an Aries. He just seems He's really passionate. boring and British. I don't know. Just boring, just boring. Yeah, there's a, there's a lack of like mm, that, that that extra ounce mm, that you need. He's that he's not giving it. Um, Let's see. What's his birthday? His birthday is March second. So that's the Pisces, right? It's a Pisces, and out of the four, out of the yeah. three water signs, Pisces no sometimes is the least passionate. Right. Remember, they're <laughs> swimmers. <laughs> well, you know what? That's mm-hmm. so funny because Rihanna is a Pisces, too. The only time I've ever seen him look um, look like there's a spark in his eye is whenever he's working with her. That's cool. the only time I've ever seen it. Rihanna, him and Rihanna. Rihanna and who? Chris Martin. <laughs> Rihanna and Chris Brown. No, Chris Martin. So when they work together, then you can see the passion in who guys. Chris, Chris, him. That's the only oh. time I've seen it. Or, or in the the very beginning of Coldplay, his band's career. The only time he ever okay. looks interested is when he's mm-hmm. at scene with her, working with her, at dinner with her, or whatever. He seems enamored of Rihanna. I was going to say, Rihanna exudes sexuality, though. Like, she just exudes it. So I can't imagine almost any guy that's working with her isn't pulling that, like, they're not, like their manhood rises up. Like, I can't imagine that. So, <laughs> <laughs> she exudes it. But here's the thing about Rihanna. Rihanna's a Pisces, but she's cuspy. So she has Aquarian energy in her, and that's the Kickstarter. Rihanna's born in uh, February. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know when she's born. Well, there's a little bit of difference in terms of somebody being born in March, who's a Pisces, mm-hmm. and somebody who's born in the month prior, so when you're born in the month prior, you carry some percentage of that energy of that prior month. Mm-hmm. And Aquariuses are kick-ass, kick-ass. They got so much, you know, fire inside of them. That's Aquarian. Um, not Aquarian men, by the way. Let's not get it twisted. Aquarian women. Aquarian men are completely, you know, they, they, you can doubt their fire very easily because they're dreaming. So I'm not talking. <laughs> they, they dream about a wonderful life. They don't always create their wonderful life. It's just different. They're just it's 
night and day, the men and the women. But the women are vibrant, they're kick-ass, and they're shocked. So I always see the Aquarian in Rihanna. What I see as her Pisces energy is maybe the inability sometimes to stay in a relationship. And I'm not talking mm-hmm. about Chris Brown, I'm just talking about in general. Mm-hmm. Although she's never really in a relationship, so it's hard for me to actually say that. But maybe not being in a relationship is also part of the uh, Pisces energy because they're swimmers, they'll, they'll run real quick. But her saving grace is going to be her Aquarian energy. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, but a Pisces, yeah. It, you just need something else in your sign to bring out more energy when it comes to Pisces. Yeah, well, that was a really short question. <laughs> yeah, that was short. If this lasts long, you can, you can call me on it because I can't see it. I can't either. I can't either just by looking at the pictures. It don't even look right. She doesn't even seem like her type. So, no, I don't even... no, except that, by the way, not to cut you off, his type is always going to be, always will be an aggressive woman, always. Aggressive, strong, warm, masculine energy woman. That's, come in, come in, that's who he'll always be attracted to. Watch. He's not going to be attracted to a nice, quiet, you know, submissive type of girl, mousy type of girl. It will never happen. Mm-hmm. He wants to do his job, and he wants to come home, and he wants uh, a woman that will just tell him what to do. Where are we going today, honey? Okay, I'll be in the car. That's who he is. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's his, and that's his Pisces energy. That's who he is. He's a go-with-the-flow type of guy. No, thanks. I don't blame Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But listen, so, yeah, what, but go ahead. Um, well, my, I don't know if you want to answer this, but um, Lifetime, they're making a movie against a family's permission again. Brittany Murphy, do you remember her? The actress, she died yes. mysteriously. Yes, yes. So they're making the movie. By the way. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're making the movie, and Brittany Murphy's father has officially come out with his accusation saying that he believes that Britney's mother killed her and the husband for money. I don't want to ask if she did it. I just want to ask if anything new will come out of the investigation from this movie and from her father coming out and saying this. Um... God, that is so deep. Her mother would have killed her and the husband? Yeah. Because they, they all, they lived in the, from what I remember, they lived in the same house. Those three. Um. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. I know it's yeah. kind of a morbid question to ask on air. Well, I'm getting yes. And could it have been for money? Do you know anything about money? 
Oh my gosh. He he's saying yes. that he's saying that it was for insurance. Yeah. I'm getting yes. I'm getting a resounding yes. Wow. Um I mean a resounding yes. And I think it was planned. It was well well executed, well planned. But I thought it was a surprise when the husband died immediately and everybody thought it was two to mourning. So mm-hmm. did I. But yeah, they thought it was I'm, suicide or something. No, I'm getting absolutely. Um, wow. I'm getting absolutely. And she looked really oddly, oddly sickly. So do, do you know if, if it was by way of poison or something? I, I feel it cause she I, was a little because crazy. I, yeah, she not was. Not the mom. No, not the mom, Brittany. Brittany was a little Brittany, crazy. Yes. Brittany was, yeah, yes. I think it was easy to manipulate her. And I and I think the dad because they they were estranged. I I saw the article a couple of weeks ago and I had it in my notes for a really long time. Um, but the dad and the mom and Brittany were estranged for a little bit. And I think he said a few years before he di- before she died, she and him started talking more frequently. And he said she would say things about the mother that were kind of suspicious, and he was mm-hmm. questioning why the mother was still living with them, why she was still taking care of mm-hmm. the mother. Mm-hmm. And he said mm-hmm. that she finally got herself clean, and all of a sudden she mm-hmm. just died. And I know that since her death, he's been bringing up suspicions. Oh, my God. It wasn't until that oh the latest God. interview he had where he said, no, she did it. I know she did it. Well, Desi just chimed in, and I'm going to have to go because I want to make sure I get to, to Desi's questions as well. Okay. But Desi just chimed in, and Desi, said, Desi says, the dad accused the mother of poisoning Brittany and her husband for years. I wow. did not know that. Oh, Me my either. God. Oh, my God. I, ah, this is one of those where I wish I had it on video. <laughs> Uh, oh. So do you think God. do you think from yes. his interviews and from the publicity of the movie that something will come new into the investigation? Um, wow. Well, here's the thing. Oh my God, this really this really upsets me. To be honest, oh, like, sorry. Oh no, 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 no. You know, you know, I do this for a living, but it's just shocking when I see something like that. Like it's just shocking as well. You know, it upsets me, but you know, it's my job. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna. You know me, I have to be right. <laughs> <laughs> it's my job, but I, I want to be right too. So to see it and then wind up being right would be amazing. Um. Oh, my God. Hold on a second. Um, yes. 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 And you know what? I just, Mm -hmm. I just searched, I just searched for it. And Mm -hmm. a couple of days ago, they're wondering if, um, they think that Lifetime is trying to make the movie they're making about her into a murder mystery. That would be wonderful because I do see the handcuffs on, on the mom. I, or, and when I say handcuffs, I do mean that this case could get opened up and they could really – something about the investigation wasn't done 
in its full effect anyway. Like they assumed mm-hmm. it was a drug overdose. Mm-hmm. And so because they assumed it was a drug overdose, it was an open and closed case. So mm-hmm. here's what I'm getting. Hold on a second. Here's what I'm getting. Because she, she might have been poisoned, don't get me wrong, but I think she might have been poisoned with legal drugs. Oh. Does that make sense? Like it might yeah, have been, that makes sense. <clears throat> it was legal. And, and, and I think it was like either put in her food or put in her drink, like, and it was slow. It was a slow buildup. It wasn't what you expected. Because I think, I think you can tell in drugs how long somebody's been in drugs. Yes, by the metabolism. And so, but yeah, you're, you're a scientist, right? If you can tell how long somebody's been on drugs. Mm-hmm, yep. Okay, so I feel like it was, it was slow. It was like I have a teaspoon of this today and I have a teaspoon of that. So Brittany didn't notice. The thing that was interesting is the way Brittany looked. She looked like she had been poisoned, not, not that she looked like she was a drug addict. It was kind of twisted in her look. But I think it was mm-hmm. slow, and then she threw the impact. She threw the overdosing it. So I'm getting gas, and I'm getting ultimately all attention will be drawn on this woman. Um, mm-hmm. she, could, she could wind up in handcuffs. Whether or not she actually goes down for this is another thing, but could she wind up being arrested for it at some point? The answer is yes. Wow. And it could be because of the dad and because of this movie. So it would be interesting to see what happens after this. All right, girl, let's get up out of here. All right. I'll talk to you later. Wait, do you start on Monday? What's that? No, Tuesday. Do you start? Okay. Oh, Tuesday. Enjoy and, later and I'll, day. And I'll respond to your text or whatever so you can tell me exactly what you wanted to say about my old boss, unless you already said it. No, I think I got it out. Oh, okay. I, it's just that during I, when you were texting, I meant to say something and then I didn't get it out because I probably was in a reading and then when I go back, I forget to go back to where it doesn't really matter. I got it out tonight, today. Okay. All right, girl, take off. All righty. All right, take it easy. Bye, Lavender. For everybody else who's on the line, 504, do not get on the line. I saw you there before. I was going to call you. And 901, stay on the line. Don't leave. Let me hang up on you. <laughs> Hi, Susan. Hi, Tracy. Hey. <laughs> Desi. <laughs> how are you? I am good. Um, I... Yeah, this morning, I well, you saw my post on Facebook about the whole car situation and how shady oh that was. Oh, my, oh gosh. my gosh. First yes. of all, what the hell? I don't even I know. I saw like, your post. Yeah. Okay, so they have these, okay, so they, they had this, this special for Labor Day where they were running where you could yes. go over there at 9 and they had cars for as low as $8.88, right? Yes, So I yes, knew yes. that was like a scam. I knew that was going to be, like, weird. So I showed up really, really late. Well, I tried to show up as late as possible, like 9.30-ish, 10 o'clock, because I wanted to see right. a, a, one vehicle in particular, and I knew it wasn't going to be any 8.88. But there was mm-hmm. a horde of people there, 
waiting mm. to see what kind of cars they were going to get for $8.88. And come to find out, they only sold one, and it was like an mm. old it was like an old suburban for eight. It was like stuff nobody wants. It was like the raggedy truck on the lot. And I'm like, wow, these people really showed up. And everybody was mad. I'm like, well, I'm glad I didn't come for that. So anyway, oh my God. I go to look at this, this, this Scion. It's a little bitty tiny. It looks like a smart car. Yeah, and what I've, what's the Scion? Because I'm interested in Scion XB. Ooh, those are nice. Yes, the IQ, the little one that looks like a smart. It's about the same size as smart. Yes, yes, I've seen that. Yeah, I think it's cute too, yes. Right? So, okay, so I go to look at it because it only has about, this is a 2013, it only has about 3,500 miles on it or whatever. I go look at it, and the guy is like, um, I was like, because they they're supposed to have a purple one on the lot that's infinitely cheaper than this other one. And I was like, where's that one? And he's like, and he gives me like a look, and he's like, oh, well, we must have stole that one last night. I said, oh, really? Because it was on the website this morning. So that was lie number one. Lie number one. Then he goes to start, he's right. like, okay, well, I know you want to, he shows me the white, the new white one that's like $12,000. He shows me this one. And he's like, oh, well, um, we're going to go ahead and start this one up if you want to test drive it. I said, yes, I'd like to test drive it. The car will not start. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, it's been sitting here for a while, so it's probably not going to so? start. You haven't cranked it in a while. I'm like, okay. No. So then this no. white guy walks by. This white guy walks by and Go ahead. Cars aren't made that way anymore. We don't have to crank them. They can sit for a year. And I'm sorry, we can turn them over nowadays. Sorry. Listen. It doesn't listen, work that that's way what I anymore. Said. Maybe in the 1960s. Right. Okay, forget. I'm trying to listen. Right. That's why. No, that's why number two. Why <laughs> number three is when he's, this white guy walks by and goes, oh, well, somebody was test driving it earlier and they left the light on and that's, that's why the car went dead. And I'm like, okay, that's what lies on uh, three. Then, right. said, then when I got in the car, he said, oh, it's white. And you know white cars in this heat, you don't have to, they, they stay cooler so you don't have to run your air condition as much. So then you save gas. And I'm like, this dude must think, um, boo-boo the fool or something. So that was like line number four or five. So it was hilarious from the giddy. That's hilarious. I mean, with this car, right, once he got it jumped, it was smooth. It was the nicest car. I mean, it was such a nice car. It was beautiful. But then I went to go see if I could get a deal on it, and he was like, well, this is what the price is firm. The lowest we can go is eleven seven for you. I'm like, okay. Then he goes and runs my, like, background or whatever, and he's like, okay, mm-hmm. how much of a down payment are you looking? So I tell him how much I want, and then they come back and say, well, we need at least $800 more from you. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, 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 you mm-hmm. don't. $800, Not for like, I think you can... Exactly. And he's like, mm-hmm. he's like $800, he's like, can you get it today or tomorrow? I was like, what part of I don't. I don't have an extra $800 lying around that I right. understand. That's and then he tries to and then he tries to he tries to show me a new 2015 or 2014 Scion and I was like, "Sir, if 
I can't afford the down payment on this one right now, what makes you think <laughs> that I, I would really want to see a brand new one? And then he tried to show me this little raggedy, son, this raggedy Chevrolet Sonic, I think is what it's called. It sort yeah. of looks mm-hmm. like a, a deal. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is horrible. I was like, and it's red. And it, ha- it doesn't have a warranty like the other one. So I was like, dude. Oh, can- no. Whatever. No, you no, must no, be no. crazy. So, but now I feel really bad because I really like the white. I really liked it. A no, whole lot, even though it was no, really, like weird no, no, stuff. No, 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 no. Listen to me. I used to sell cars. All right. Okay. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And getting you to come back in is easy. <laughs> you can walk away if you want. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at other. Okay. See ya. Getting you to come back in is easy because kind of like with houses. We all of a sudden, it's all our passion into this one car. You understand that? We kind of do it with relationships, too. We put all our passion into a guy or a car. Remember, this has no battery. You hear what I'm trying to say? Okay. Mm -hmm. So I want you to pull back all that passion. Pull it back. Hone it back in. Think of it as a guy now. Think of it as a guy. And I'm trying to get my women... (laughs) To understand this, like, do not fall in love right away until you know you've got good quality. Don't fall in love with this car. People do it with homes, too. Although, although when you buy a home, you're protected. There are so many different degrees of knowing that you're getting a quality home that you don't get with cars, that you don't get with the man. So with that right. being said, pull way back. Do not fall in love okay. with a car whose battery is not working. Do not be a girl. Think like a man. Do not be a girl. I'm begging you. You're going to get that car. Right. You're a teacher. Mm-hmm. You're a full-time teacher. Um, don't be afraid to hold on and get a couple of more paychecks in you. Don't be too afraid. Right. Right. You've already suffered all this time, right? So you can oh, yeah. suffer a little bit more. Get another couple of paychecks. Do your research. Do your research, research every weekend. Do your research, then. But don't be afraid to lose a car. Think of it like a man. A lot of us go after the man because we don't want the other girl to get the man. We're afraid to lose him. Pull back. A car is a car. You will get another car. I promise you. My point to you is, save up a couple of paychecks. Do your research on the internet. When you know you have the money, even if it means getting another extra $800, just in case somebody says that to you again, then get another $800, then go back in, and then stand firm in your fight for the car that you want. But this car, Mm -hmm. this car doesn't have a working battery. Not that the battery can't be changed, but you don't give your money to a bunch of fucking liars. Um, Right. The whole thing felt like super shady. Stick to that. Every... I counted the lies. I was like, okay, this is a lie. Stick to That's that. Stick to that. Right. And the, the, the guy also sounded ignorant. Like, I don't like the whole idea about, you know, a black car, darker car is less gas using than a lighter car. I, I'm actually going to check to see if that's actually true because there is something with airplanes that um, mm-hmm. um, an airplane with less paint on it, less paint, so if you just have a white blade, like American Airlines did with a couple of stripes, that something like Southwest would use more fuel because they have to use more paint. It doesn't, I don't know if that has to do with color, thoroughly, but 
it could have something to do with, you know, in any case. I don't know if that has to do with color or using more paint. Something to do with using more paint because paint is heavy as opposed to the color of the paint. So ignore what I said just now. <laughs> but I've never heard that. I've never heard, like, like a white car would use less gas than a car color. Like, that's just crazy to me. So... That's what I'm saying. I just didn't understand that that whole angle he was trying to work. I thought that was really strange. And then, I like I said, like it's no one of those guys that's just completely like he has no intelligence. Like he's a car salesman, and that's that's it. That's all he has to offer. Well, no, because we got to talking, and he is actually a teacher. <laughs> Wait a <Here>. second. <laughs> Wait. Wait a second. Uh, Lavender wants to know, where are you, and do you want a 2006 Mini Cooper? Ooh. I like Mini Coopers a lot. Mini Coopers are cute. Hold on a second. They are. And they're pretty fast. So I'm going to tell her what state you're in, though. That's fine. But, oh, my gosh. I mean... This whole, like I said, he's a teacher. So we were talking, and he's like, oh, um, I used to teach at the school that you're at now. And I'm like, oh, my God, you used to teach? Oh. So he's like, yeah, I was a Spanish teacher for a number of years at that, at the high school that you're at now. So I know everybody over there. I was like, so oh, how okay. does he go and, from teaching to selling cars? Well, selling, he still teaches. He just teaches at a different school. And I um, see. Yeah, this is his second job. I see. A lot of teachers okay. have second jobs, so. Really? I'm sorry. Yes, they do. <laughs> Especially if they have children. Especially if they have, if they have kids. A family. Like if they have a family. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, that totally makes sense. Yes. And that's unfortunate because um, we should revere our teachers and we should pay them. Exactly. I don't think I these people get paid enough for what we put up. I mean, like, we really do not. Well, I like, right, as of right now, I don't have a problem because, like I said, I'm single. I don't have any children. I'm, like, very little bills and things like that. So it's not like it's that much of a struggle. The only issue is that as a teacher, you get paid monthly. Mm-hmm. So the 30th of the month, you get that check, and that has to last you until the 30th So. It's, it's basically Wait, about finding Florida, balance. You get, in Florida, you get paid monthly? Yes, once a month. Teachers get paid once a month. Well, that actually could be the reason for the second job, too, then, because it's hard to, just, to survive on a monthly paycheck. Not well, the well, amount. I don't think so. We're talking about the amount. Well, you don't think so? I was say, like, not unless so you, many you needs. have to, well, you have to budget mm-hmm. every single thing. Everything yes, has to be budgeted course, down yes. to the last cent. Because if not, you can find yourself like on the 20th or the 15th of that month and you still have, what, 15 more days to go and you're like, okay, what am, what do I do now because I'm running out of money and I still have two more weeks until I get my check. So Ooh. everything has to be budgeted down to the last to, to the last cent, everything. Yes, yes. So it forces you to do that. Yeah, but I'm just saying that it wouldn't surprise me then for somebody to have a second job. That way there's money 
you know, in between the one good paycheck. Right. Especially if you and have I, a family. Exactly. And I think that was his, his thing, um, basically. Mm. Interesting, interesting. But in any case, take your time. Okay. You're going to get that. Well, I was going to ask you. My question was, okay, so my question, Uh well, one of my questions Uh was I was going to ask you about Halle Berry and her husband and Joan Rivers, too, because what the hell is that? Like, Uh, um, anyway, I know, I know. I don't know. Okay. Like, can I just say this? Listen. Why at 81 get anything done in your throat unless it's life-threatening? Don't have, don't shave right? your throat. Don't, no, you're 81. At this stage of the game, just enjoy your life. Just enjoy exactly. whatever you've got. Why have Exactly. Why are you still I mean, having procedures done, knowing that there are high risks involved? I don't know. I don't know. You're 81. Oh, and, and before you bring up Halle Berry, before we, you asked the question of Halle Berry, are you watching Extent at all? No, I am not. Because I don't like I don't like Halle Berry's acting. I'm not a fan. Oh my not god. A fan. Okay. Yeah, okay. So listen to me, right? Okay. So maybe I never really realized how bad of an actress she was. Because maybe she's always flaunting her beautiful face and her beautiful body that maybe I missed that she's a really bad actress. So I'm watching it. I'm I'm trying to support all the African American women who have TV shows this year. Mm -hmm. I thought, okay, Holly Berry is, you know, starting off with the summer extent. She's horrible. She's a horrible actress. Okay. She's a horrible actress. And there's no other way to describe her. It's actually making me sick to my stomach now. Well, I think she was good in, what is that movie? When? She played a crackhead, Jungle Fever. She was good in Jungle Fever a long time ago. But she's also, she, but she's also crazy. So if you're yeah. crazy, like literally did something bipolar or something, maybe some, right. a little form of schizophrenia in there, you could play a crackhead really good. Right. It, wasn't, it really wasn't that much of a stretch. Exactly. It's not a stretch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and she was good in, and she was good in losing Isaiah. And that was it. That was good. I, I remember that was a I, really good movie. And I agree. It really was. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Everything else has been awful. Awful. awful I wish awful. you could I wish you could see extent. I'm I'm like I, I don't know if I can support her anymore. I'm over it. So what's the I've question? Been over it. I just don't even understand. Okay. My question oh, she was good is... In, she was good in Monsters Ball, too. No, she wasn't. Oh. No, no she wasn't. <laughs> and don't even get started. I can, write, I can write an entire essay on why that movie was a bad idea and why in the racism. And, like, I can write an entire essay on that because it and, is just and so And on Monsters Ball? Yes. It is so worst. So worst. And the message is, okay. is bad. It's just bad. It's just bad. Wait, and I think I saw this, but I'm not really sure, but I, I feel confident that he did. She was also good in this, uh, Lavender said she was also good in this Dorothy Dandridge story. Yes, she was. Okay, yeah, I will give her that. She was really good. Yeah, she's a hit or miss type of actress. Yeah, I agree. She really is. She really is. But she's more on the miss side. 
and the yes. inside. But she'll look up every now and then, and that has more to do with the writing than it does with her actual acting talent. And no, I'm not a hater. For those people out there like, ooh, Desi's a hater. No, Desi is not a hater. She's just horrible. I don't think it's about dating. I think realistically her work shows her that she has not been quality. And she's beautiful. She has a beautiful body. And people are drawn to that as opposed to looking at whether or not she produces good work. Doesn't produce good work, period. Right. And excess is horrible. So. Everything about it is bad. And I, I, I'm, I'm also one of those people, I now have to finish Extent. I can't even not, not watch it. I have to finish the series. I understand, because that's how I felt about True Blood. I was like, this is so bad, but it's almost over. So I might as well stick with it until the end, just to see how bad this what is really going to get. It was, it was awful. It was garbage. And I was so disappointed because it's like seven years of this, and we've come to this. And I was so disappointed. Like part of it, I was so disappointed. Part of it, I watched on mute, and I just made up my own story. Like let me just let me just watch the pictures and see what they're doing, and I'll just imagine that this is good. Like I'll just imagine that they're saying profound things and and doing you know interesting stuff because they weren't. <laughs> at oh, all. God, that, is, that is hilarious. <laughs> oh, and Lavender oh. says, no hate, Desi. I say the same thing about Angelina. She's more oh, yeah. charismatic, more charisma versus talent, and I agree. And people say I'm hating. That's what Lavender says. They say that she's hating when she talks about it about Angela. So. She's not. Uh, she can't. I mean, look, she couldn't even save Maleficent. I mean, like, really, she, I mean, that movie was. I have me know this is the one movie I really liked with her in it. I was like, oh, I get it. It had its issues. I, I had issues with that, too. I mean, it was cute. I was like, oh, this is cute for the kids or whatever. But as far as, like, fleshed out story, I was so disappointed. I really wanted it to be something. And I really wanted her to be something in it because Maleficent is such a yeah. strong character, but she just was not it at yeah. all. Yes, yes, I at agree. All. I agree. And there was these dark moments where you just see her looking, like, from the forest. And I agree. There was Like, I felt like it was, I felt like the entire movie was like a series of beauty shots of her. Oh. Like, there wasn't any story. It was just her looking pretty so, in these, like, you so know, in costume. True. So true. No so, it. so true. Absolutely. So true. I totally can see that now. Because there's so many points where she's like standing next to the tree and she's looking out from the forest and you can see this big, beautiful face on the tree. Absolutely. That might have been calculated. Yes. So true. Right. I feel like it, 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 it would have been better. It would have been better as a music video rather than, you know what I mean? That's the way it felt. It felt like a music video and not like a fleshed out story. It's like, oh, this would be a cute video for some song about something, but not a movie. No. <laughs> you know, it's funny. When you throw, when you throw your one-liners, you don't crack. You're not letting me know it's coming. And then it lands. 
going to stick it out with it. I don't think he is as happy. He, not mm-hmm. her. Um, mm-hmm. But I think he's going to stick it out with it. I, I, I don't know if he has too many choices to wiggle room to go. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. Lavender says uh, uh, Oliver Halliberry's uh, husband is crazy, and crazy likes crazy. So I just don't think he has enough wiggle room. Not to stay in the house. I think he's going to stay in a bit. I really? think he's going to stay in. I really do. I just don't see anything happening. It feels like a trap to me, but it's not a real kind of trap. It's kind of like I've got no place to go, so it's not real. It's not real, and yet he won't leave. Does that make sense? So he just puts up with it because he doesn't have any other choices at the moment. Yes. And, or oh, I say see. for the baby. If he walks away, wow. Okay. No, it looks like he could walk away and then come back anyway. No, whatever's going on, like they're not going to separate. Like you could, they could separate for a little bit or no. I actually no, I don't see them separating. It's not going to happen. She's crazy, wow. and in a weird kind of way, he does love her, but he loves her because she's crazy. If they separate, it's because violence comes to the home, where they do it to each other. Really? Really. Wow. I know. All right, honey, I better get up out of here. Okay. Thank you so much, Tracy. You're welcome, Debbie. Debbie, Lavender, Malcolm, thank you all. Thank you all for asking your celebrity questions. For everybody else that hangs up, you can get your personal reading in, but you choose not to. So it is what it is. Debbie, take it easy. Yes. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Okay, you guys, got to go. Reach me at 818-985-2010 and talk to me on Ask Talk Coaching. I get on Twitter. Bye. Bye. So hard, yeah.